Welcome to Glory to Glory, the radio teaching ministry of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. Join us now in our study as we open the Word together. This is a temporal place, and it's good for us to be reminded of that. As a Christian, the Bible says that our citizenship is in heaven, right? We're just taking a journey through here. And so get the picture. So you've got the, these, all these people going up to the Temple Mount area. They're ready to have a feast, a big barbecue, if you will. They're going to barbecue lamb. They're going to barbecue beef. They're going to have this big barbecue time. And they're going to have great fellowship. They're going to hang out with the Lord. And they're singing these wonderful songs. And so the, the song here that they're going to be singing, they're going to realize as they look at the hills that their help doesn't come from the hill, but their help comes from the very one that made that hill. Do you realize that that's who gives us our help? The one that made heaven and earth? Again, I, I'll go back to Huntington Beach, the four that were, that were uh, elected in. That was a miracle, okay? And why, I believe through prayer, through prayer, through their hard work, they prevailed. And our, so we look to the Lord. And so God is in the miracle business. Nothing is too difficult for him. There's absolutely nothing that's too difficult for God. God can do whatever he wants. God's on the throne. He can do whatever he wants. I was asked to do, uh, to go to the state capitol on Tuesday to pray at the capitol with California Family Council. They're part of FRC, Family, uh, Resource, Family Resource Council. And research, thank you, council. I love my, my guys up here because they correct me all the time. Can, you, can we have you all three services though? Because I need correction all three services. <laughs> but it was awesome. But, so we prayed before we went out to, uh, to Sacramento. We prayed, Lord, use us and just give us divine appointments. And so we were praying. And I could say whenever I traveled to these different places, when we went to Tampa, to the Charlie Kirk event and, and all, uh, we pray. And it's like a mission field. And it's just weird. Something happens. It's like I feel like I'm on a mission field. It's just like such a powerful thing. And I shared a little bit of this on Tuesday. But I, I want to share. So here we got on the plane. Uh, Eric Himmler and I, we, we went up there. And we're on the plane. And so we were in our seats. I'm in the aisle seat he's there at the window seat and I was looking because we were you know we're just kind of sprawled out here a little bit and I mean there's like no room our, our legs were there there's like this much room between our between our legs like this because it was just real tight like this I'm thinking nobody's gonna sit here you know they're they haven't announced there's like 30 some seats open it's a small plane I'm like nobody's I mean they'd be crazy to sit next to us and sure enough this lady comes in and she goes she looks and she goes she goes, uh, I'm sitting there. Now, she was just like, and then she, and I can say this because I'll just say it, but, <laughs> but she sits down and she literally does this and just pushes us aside like, I'm in my spot like this. I'm like, really? I'm like, and I'm thinking, what a divine appointment. <laughs> and she had her little puppy dog with her on her lap and... And she's like, she really just sat down to let us know, I own this place. This is mine. And it was strange. It was at first. It was like, it was trying to bring a connection there. But, and I literally was praying as, you know, she sat down and it was so awesome because Eric was like holding the dog and taking pictures with the dog like this. I was like, here I'm highly allergic to dogs. So I'm like sitting like this and he's, he's you know, going on my lap. I'm like, do I tell her? And I'm like, I got to tell her. So, you know, so it was great. But it literally turned into a full on ministry time. 
she opened up and explained her childhood stuff and all these things that I don't want to get into. And I shared Jesus with her and talked to her about the Lord. And she was asking questions about the Bible from the start to the end. It was all just Jesus. It was all ministry. And she was touched. And we were blessed. And I knew God heard our prayers. God is our help. He hears our prayers. You know what? God wants to use every one of us. And, if, and I think of this, every day we should get out of bed and say, Lord, use me today. There's someone out there that's hurting. There's someone out there that needs you. There's someone out there that needs to be ministered to. Lord God, use me. And I could just say, they just kept going there as we went to pick up our rental vehicle and, and the young lady named Renee and Renee's there behind the counter and, and I'm signing. I don't know if you realize when you pick up a rental car, you got like a 400 page thing, you got an initial. <laughs> It's like initial here, initial here, initial here, initial here. And then one of them was a prop something, and that just you know, woke me up. I'm like, wait, 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 prop. I go, did you vote? And she put her head down. I said, no, no, listen, you've got to at least vote on the props. And she goes, well, I don't know what any of them mean. And I said, okay, just one, prop one. And I broke it down. I told her what it meant. And I said, you know how brutal it is, a late-term abortion? And I explained to what they do in a late-term abortion. And I started getting, you know, teared up a little bit. She started, you know, fighting her tears. And I said, please vote no on Prop 1. And she's like, okay, I will. I says, good. And just and then I said, do you know Jesus that loves you? And she goes, yeah, I know. And she's, you know, so she was, she was a believer and all. And says, awesome. But... It, but my point is, our help comes from the very one that created everything. And people need a lot of help right now. And God wants to use you. And you might say, oh, pastor, I'm not, you know, very articulate. Um, what about Moses? That was his excuse. Did you know that? Remember Moses, when he was called out? Moses said, can, can you use someone else? I, I, and they think he stuttered even. He's probably like, I, I, can't, I can't speak very well. And God says, who made the tongue? I'll be with you. And God loves to use weak vessels. Why? So he could get all the glory. Nothing's too difficult for God. Our help comes from the very one that created everything. Amen? Nothing's impossible for him. Before we look at our next verses here in Psalm 121, do you remember when Abraham was in a tent? And remember three guys showed up. Remember that? Remember, one of them were, says was the Lord. So one of them was the Lord. Three guys showed up to his tent, remember? And why did they show up? There's a couple of reasons, but remember, uh, they said, this, then they said to him, to Abraham, where's Sarah? That's his wife. Where's Sarah, your wife? And he said, here in the tent. So they're outside talking. There's Sarah there in the tent. Remember that? And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of, can we say that out loud? Life. Time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. And then it says, Sarah was listening in the tent door, which was behind them. So she's listening. She's eavesdropping on their conversations like this, right? And remember what she does? And it says, and now Abraham and Sarah were old, well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the, the, the age of childbearing. She was like 90 years old. He was 99 going on 100. And so God's saying, I'm going to give you guys a child. And Sarah started cracking up inside. Look. And Sarah laughed within herself. Inside, not out. She's like, she's like there's just no way. It's not going to happen. Saying to herself, after I've grown old, shall I have pleasure? 
And then she's talking about Abraham. I love this. I remind my wife this all the time, calls him Lord. And then she says, my Lord being old also? I try to get her to practice this. Abraham's is called Lord by her, the wife. And she doesn't get it. And check this out. And the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? She laughed inside, but God knew. Saying, and this is the part I want to get to, shall I surely bear a child? Why did she laugh? This is not the part. This is the next part. Okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Shall I surely bear a child since I am old? So she's laughing saying that, and this is the part right here. And God said, is anything too what? For the Lord. It's impossible for her to have a child. She knows it's impossible. She's laughing. She, she's using her intellect and realizing it's, there's no way. He's like 100 years old. I'm 90. And she's like, it's not going to happen. And God says, no, it is going to happen. Is there anything too hard for me? Is there anything impossible? Guys, let's be reminded of the fact that's the same God that we serve. Nothing, 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 nothing is impossible with God. Absolutely nothing. And he reminds them, he says, at the appointed time, I'll return to you according to the time of life. And Sarah shall have a son. It's a promise. It's going to happen. If God says it, that settles it. Amen? Amen. And I would like to leave it there, but then I just want to put this next verse up because this cracks me up every time. And then, so here's Sarah's lying to God. But Sarah denied it saying, I did not laugh because she was afraid. And I love what God, I love this about God's character. God doesn't let it go. God could have just said, well, I'll just let it go. She was afraid. No, no, no. I love what God does. He corrects us with truth. He's not, getting, he's not letting her get away with this lie. He corrects her with truth. He says, and he, God says, no, but you did laugh. <laughs> and then we don't know what happened after that. She probably went, well, okay, I did laugh, but I didn't want to tell you. I don't know. Jeremiah 20, or excuse me, 32, 27 says, behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard? There's nothing too hard for God. It's a good reminder for us today. Nothing is too difficult for God. Let's go back in our text, verse 3. The psalmist goes on and says, He will not allow your foot to be, can we say that out loud? Moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The word slumber basically means to be drowsy or tired. Talking about God, do you realize God doesn't get tired or drowsy? Do you realize God doesn't take naps? Would that be terrible if you're praying and you're in, a, you, you're in need and you're praying and, you, and you're, you know, you, you're asking God for help and it's like, it's like, God, wake up, I need you. He never sleeps. He's always watching over us. We sleep and he watches over us while we sleep, but he never, he never sleeps. He doesn't get drowsy. He doesn't get tired. I look forward to the day when we get to heaven. We won't have, I love naps, but there's going to be a day where we don't need naps. We won't sleep. He's alert. He's awake. He's always there. But also, he will not allow your foot to be moved. In Israel, specifically in Jerusalem, if you've ever been there, it's very rocky. And 
many times as you're walking on the rocks, you're, you, you're, you know, it feels like you're going to fall over. And so you've got to be very careful as you're, as you're walking. And so it's a good visual that he won't allow your foot to be moved, meaning to slip or to slide. And, and so God is there. God is giving us stability. Uh, I believe for application for us, God is our footing. God gives us stability. God helps us and gives us, puts us in a place where if we seek him, none of these things that come our way will ever move us. We'll have great stability in him. God wants us to be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. He wants us to be in that place where we're not moved, where things don't move us. We have to be careful with our emotions sometimes. And I, you know, God gave us emotions, but we need to guard over, you know, allow things to get us down or depressed and, and all these things because even Paul the Apostle we, he made a statement he says none of these things shall move me I, I want to be in that place where when things aren't going the way I want it to go to be able to say no no I'm not going to be moved by that with prop one to see okay that's horrible that's terrible but guess what we're going to continue to fight we're going to continue to stand up we're not going to be moved by these things. We're going, to, we're going to be steadfast in the Lord. We're going to keep our eyes upon him. Why? Because the very one that, that created us holds us up. And we have to be careful. Listen, do you know the devil wants you to be depressed? He wants you to be oppressed? God doesn't want that in your life. He does. He wants it. Listen, the devil kicks us when we're down. He waits for us to get down, and he's just all of, we have to be careful of that. We really do. We have to guard over that. What, what part of this don't we understand? The joy of the Lord is our strength, and everything give thanks, rejoice, always? Always? But pastor, you don't realize what I'm going through. Well, I know. I, I, I'm sure we all go through some very, very difficult times, but he can give you a peace and a joy that goes way beyond your circumstances. And that stability that we have in him, God desires that we have that stability. And so we're not to be moved. We're, continue, we're to continue to fight the good fight of faith, not getting discouraged. Realize we're, as I mentioned earlier, here on earth, this is a testing ground. We're here for a short period of time. You and I are going through a test. And to realize that, and, it, and what we do is uh, we will be rewarded for, not the results. And it's so important to realize that. My wife and I were at the mall the other day. It's not one of my favorite things to do, but... <laughs> and as we were walking from in the parking lot, there was this minivan. It was, I think it's like a, like a brownish tan color, and it had literally scripture all over it. Like John 3:16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believing in, in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. You know, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father except by him. And all this, it was like, listen, it was like a gospel track right in the parking lot. <laughs> and the, just the way it was written with the, the contrast with the white letters and just, you could read it. I mean, you can't help. I'm walking by, I'm like reading the whole thing. I'm like, wow, I'm like... You can't help it. It, like, it just draws you to it. So when we came back out to go to our vehicle, sure enough, there's a lady walking by, and I'm watching her walk by, and she literally sees it, and she's, she's like this, and she stops right in front of it, and she just read everything. And I'm like, what a blessing. God's word will not return void. That person, he or she, whoever did that, they're going to be rewarded greatly for doing that, not based on results, 
just being faithful. I'm sure God put it on that person's heart. I want you to do this. And, and so God is using that in a powerful way. My point is, again, God isn't, it's not about results. It's about what we do for Christ. Do you know what we're, you're called to do? Just do it to the fullest ability that you can. Don't look at results. Don't get discouraged when it's not going your way or our way. With this whole voting thing, you know, it doesn't mean we don't do anything about it. No, there, this voting this voting in our country needs to change. I'll tell you that much. It has to change. It just needs to change. Why? God hates dishonest scales. I'm not called to do that. Seriously. I'm called to do what I'm doing, but there's those that are called to do certain things. So they're called to do it. So we're to find out what God has called us to do and that we're to do it to the best of our ability and to realize he'll keep us from sliding. He'll keep us from slipping. He'll watch over us. He's with us wherever we go. Amen? First Corinthians 3, 6, Paul the Apostle said, I planted, meaning planted the word of God in people's hearts. Apollos watered. He came behind me and he was like watering and, and giving out the word of God. That's what he was called to do. But God gave thee what? So neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one. We're one body. We're working together. Keep that in mind. And each one will receive his own what? Reward based on the results? No. According to his own labor. You know when we get into heaven there's going to be great rewards for us? Not based on results, based on what God has called us to do. Paul the apostle was called to plant the word of God. Paulus was called to go, go through and just water people with the word of God. That's what he was called to do. He's faithful to it. And great will be their reward and great will be our reward when we get to heaven based on what we do, not on results. Colossians 3, 23, Paul the Apostle says, and whatever you do, do it what? Heartily with all your heart. As to the, and not to men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the what? Do all that you do heartily to him. Do you realize no matter what you're doing, no matter where you work, God is ultimately your boss? That should help all of us. I work for God. I filled out an application once. I know I mentioned this before. An application, I forget what it was. But they had all these questions and, you know, where you work. And then it says, well, who's your boss? And I just put God. <laughs> I did. I'm like, he's my boss. And then I thought, wow, that's, that's so awesome. And every one of you could do the same. You know, who's your boss? God's my boss. He's, who do you work for? God. According to Colossians 3, that's, that's him. I do everything I do heartily as to him. He ultimately is the one we serve. And do it heartily. No matter what he's called you to do, do it with all your heart. No matter what it is, do it with all your heart. Because great will be your reward, again, based on what you do, not results. For you serve the Lord Jesus Christ. But he who does wrong, uh-oh, will be what? Repaid. Repaid for what he has done. And there is no partiality. I pray these pastors wake up. Because I believe if they're not doing what God has called them to do, even some of these pulpits and pastors are, are encouraging Prop 1. That's wrong. And God will repay for what they've done. Talk about doing things wrong. I don't know if you guys saw this. Do you guys see this? 
A sports star is jailed for 10 months for transphobic message of creation from the, uh, the, from the book of Genesis. So one of the most legendary soccer players of his time received a jail sentence and a fine for posting a transphobic social media message citing the Bible's creation account in the UK. Guys, do you know this is where we're headed? Do you realize that? This is exactly where the United States is headed if we don't stand up and do something. Back in our text, and the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. In other words, uh, he'll protect you out there in the desert, the hot sun, he'll protect you. The cold, he'll protect you with that. God will watch over you. The keeper means he'll take care of you. He'll guard you. Uh, this, the first use of this was in Genesis, how uh, Adam was called to tend and keep uh, the garden. So that's God. He's, he's tending. He's watching over us. He's taking care of us. But also uh, the word shade. He's your shade. If you're a note taker, this is a great note to take. Because that word shade, it says he's your shade at your right hand. And then you're thinking, well, shade at your right hand. What does that even mean? Well, it means defense, it means a shield, it means a protection. Why at the right hand? Please don't miss this. So the soldier that would fight, he would have the shield in his left hand, he would have a sword in his right hand, right? So this side was protected a lot this way, but when he would wield the sword like this, underneath this area in here was not protected. It was his most vulnerable spot. And God says, your most vulnerable spot, I'll be there. I'll protect it. I'll protect your most vulnerable spot in your life. I will ask you to think about this. What is the most vulnerable area in your life spiritually? Where does the enemy come in and attack? You might want to write this note and say, God, protect that most vulnerable spot in my life. Guard over that spot, Lord God. I keep messing up in that spot, in that area. I'm vulnerable here, God. And God says, I'll be that shield. I'll protect you in that area. Look to me, call on me, and I will answer you. And I'll show you great and mighty things you don't know about. So wherever that vulnerable area is in your life, it's a great verse to be reminded that he'll be your shade, your your shield, your defense in that vulnerable spot. And he wants to be that shield in that vulnerable spot. Allow him to be. Great verses that go with this. Psalm 16, 8 says, I have set the Lord always before me. Check this out. Because he's at my, what? Right hand, most vulnerable spot. I shall not be moved. Guys, get a hold of this verse and really understand it. Are you being moved? Are you being hurt? Are you being destroyed? Are you being lied to? Are you being deceived? Is fear taking hold of you? Is depression taking hold of you? Is worry taking hold of you? Is an addiction taking hold of you? Well, if you would allow the Lord to be there in that most vulnerable place in your life, you will not be moved. Do you get that? In other words, that area that you keep falling to, what's happening, it's moving you, it's destroying you, it's hurting you, it's, it's bringing you down, it's keeping you, listen, it's keeping you from being used to the fullest extent that God wants to use you. You keep messing up in that area and God's saying, give it to me, let me shield that area of your life that I'll use you in a way that you'll, you can't even understand. You won't be moved, amen? And then another verse that goes with this, talking about the right hand, it says, and he, the Lord, shall stand at the right hand of the to save him from those who condemn him. So if you're poor, weak, and needy, well, the Lord, allow him to stand at that vulnerable area, that right hand, and he'll take away that condemnation and he'll give you all that you need. Amen? Okay, let's wind this down. Last two verses. The Lord shall preserve you from how much evil? 
Don't you love that? He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in. That means your daily activity, day by day, from this time forth and even forevermore. He will be with you. He'll preserve you, meaning he'll watch over, he'll protect, he'll guard, he'll hedge you, he'll keep you. So as we wind down, our help comes from who? Our help comes from the Lord. Great reminder to keep our eyes on him. Nothing is impossible for God. Let's continue to fight the good fight of faith. Let's allow him to protect that most vulnerable area in our life because if we do, then none of these things, none of these things shall move us. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Joe, and I'd like to take a moment to personally invite you to one of our three services here at Calvary Chapel of the Harbor in Huntington Beach. Our service times are 9 a.m., 1045 a.m., and 1230 p.m. Please come and say hi after the service. I would love to meet you. For more information, check out our website at ccoth.com. That's ccoth.com. God bless you. You've been listening to Glory to Glory with Pastor Joe Pettick and Outreach of Calvary Chapel of the Harbor. If you would like to enter into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, call now at 714-788-8221. That's 714-788-8221. Our new location is at 4121 Warner Avenue in Huntington Beach at the beautiful Huntington Harbor Marina. Now, may we continue to go to His throne of mercy as He changes us from glory to glory.